The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Insecurity today. This is a highly personal show for a lot of people. Insecurities are something that drives a lot of people's lives. And, you know, to, to look at insecurity, we're going to have to define it and uh, differentiate it because there's some other uh, words and other topics that are similar to insecurity, but they are not. Uh, self-esteem, for instance, is, and this is according to the uh, Penguin Psychological Dictionary, the self-esteem is the degree to which one values their self. Self-confidence is assuredness and self-reliance. Self-belief is faith in one's intrinsic competence. And uh, self-love is any extreme of love for oneself. And then self-image is one's impression of oneself, often uh, unconscious, by the way, and then insecurity, the lack of assurance, uncertainty, and unprotectedness. And so, you know, bottom line is, it, it, it's insecurity is about uncertainty. But surely, you know, you can't escape that. Tolerating uncertainty or insecurity is a wonderful skill to have. However, focusing on insecurity makes you feel more insecure. So it's confusing. And, and, uh, and you don't want to confuse it with low self-esteem because that's not what it is. It's a sense of fear, living in fear. And, and that's what people that are insecure do. They do not take chances and they're very scared. Um, there is an internal dialogue that causes insecurity that it's, uh, accompanies our feelings. And, and this is uh, Dr. Lisa Firestone. She wrote a book called Conquer Your Inner uh, Circle, Your Critical Inner Voice. And she calls it the critical inner voice. And, and that is formed out of a painful early life experience in which we witnessed or experienced hurtful attitudes towards us or those close to us as, as we grew up. And we unconsciously adopted and integrated this pattern of destructive thoughts towards ourselves and other people. So, you know, what events or attitudes shape this inner critic, the, the experience we have with our influential early caretakers can be the root of our insecurity as adults. So, yes, everything goes back to mother. Imagine a child being, being yelled at by a parent. You, you know, you're so spaced out. Can't you figure anything out on your own? 
Then imagine the negative comments and attitudes the parents express towards themselves. I look terrible in this. I'm so fat. These attitudes don't even have to be verbalized to influence a child. A parent's absence can leave children feeling insecure and believing there is something fundamentally wrong with them. An intrusive parent can cause a child to become more introverted and self-reliant in ways that make them feel insecure or untrusting of others. So, you know, there's a balance that we have to have in raising children and where we pick up our insecurities. The reason... um, by the way, uh, for this is that children must feel seen for who they are in order to feel secure. So the, a lot of our issues with insecurity can come from our early attachment style. And so, uh, you know, like the key to healthy attachment is feeling safe, feeling seen, feeling soothed and secure. Uh, wh- whether children are being shamed or praised, they're most likely not feeling seen by the parent for whom they really are and may start to feel insecurity and lose a sense of their actual ability. So a healthy attitude for parents to maintain is to see themselves and their children realistically and to treat them with acceptance and compassion. And the best way a parent can support their children is allow them to find something that is unique to them, something that lights them up and that they will work to achieve. This activity must appeal to the child in- child's interest, not just the parents. So, um, you know, don't ask what the world needs. This is uh, Howard Thurman, a civil rights leader. Ask what makes you feel alive and go do it because the world needs is people to have to become come alive. And as children uh, pursue whatever interest makes them come alive, the parent should offer support and acknowledgement for the effort involved, even if the parent isn't really interested in what they're involved in, because that is engaging them and that builds that self-esteem and that also releases them from insecurity. So what is the effect of insecurity? It's clear that there are many, many things that shape our critical inner voice, from negative attitudes directed uh, towards our parents and, uh, and looking at uh, you know, comments that were made when we were children. You know, there's, so here's some very simple comments that can create insecurity. You're stupid. You're unattractive. You're not like other people. You're a failure. You'll never get anything right. No one will ever love you. You're fat. You're such a loser. You'll never make friends. You're a liar. You'll never be able to quit drinking, smoking. You'll never accomplish anything. You know, what's the point of even trying? Like a mean coach, this voice that they hear tends to get louder and louder as as we get closer to our goals. And you're going to screw up at any minute. Everyone will realize what a failure you are. These kind of dialogues are very hurtful. And sometimes they come from our parents. And that is not a good thing. And so, you know, we have to look at the things that people do as a result and how they can ruin their lives. You know, um, insecure individuals don't have the confidence uh, to, you know, take initiative. And that's why they have so much trouble figuring out what they really want in life. The only way you can figure out how you should live your life is by testing things, taking leaps of faith and trying things out until you figure out what fits and what doesn't for you. Calculating the possibility that that uh, following this test will result in positive results. You know, we cannot get all the answers before... We test. We have to take leaps of faith. We don't always have all the answers. And, and also, another thing that, that uh, people do to run their lives that are insecure, they live in a world of fear of judgment. 
the more insecure you are, the more that insecurity weighs on your mind. You think more about it and less about anything else. And, and you live in fear, hoping no one notices how flawed you are, even if only in one regard. And that can color how we think about ourselves. They usually avoid meeting new people, people that are insecure. And, and they also never give it all because they don't believe all is good enough. So they never fully invest in anything that they're doing. They do mediocre really well. And to tell you the truth, the world is filled with mediocre. Even geniuses can be mediocre because they're too lazy and too insecure to actually function within their genius. You know, the, the insecure can never entirely be themselves. They always hold themselves back. These are critical issues that happen to insecure people. Uh, this doesn't excuse you from functioning within society. They still have to function, but they function under a false pretense, pretending to be people that they're not. And they hide their flaws and therefore hide themselves. And, and so many people that function in insecurities get very uh, irritable because people discover their flaws and start getting hints of their flaws, especially if they're leaders. And if they get focused on, they become very angry and irritable people. You know, essentially, insecure people live in a world filled with denial. The fact is that you are awesome. You are all, everybody, you're awesome. You're not perfect, but no one is. The only thing should be insecure about you is, is, is being irrational and illogical. And that's because we're both logical and emotional creatures. And so, you know, we have to accept the fact that we're flawed. We're not designed to be perfect. We're designed to get things in the ballpark. Every once in a while, we get close to something really, really good, or sometimes we create things that are really, really good. But we're always evolving and refining. You know, uh, the other thing insecure people is they miss out on the best things in life. You know, insecurity forces you to live less, literally. You do less, you worry more, you accumulate negative thoughts, miss out on new experiences, memorable moments. Uh, life has so much to offer if you go out there and take what is given you, but you have opportunities to explore, but they're not going to throw themselves on the hood of your car. You've got to go out there and get it. You know, they also, they have a deep belief that all of their relationships are doomed to fail, even those with their children. Some of them even create self-fulfilling prophecies and destructive things in their life just to fulfill that, that idea that they are insecure and they are failures. And that all comes from this wonderful dialogue we develop of ourselves in our own lives, in our childhood, and we carry that into adulthood. So here's some steps to overcome. You know, there's a thing called voice therapy, and that's one form of it. And I'm going to go into other solutions. But, you know, there's a, a lot of vocalizing your self-critical thoughts in, in a, a second person. You write down these thoughts, these critical thoughts, like, I'm so stupid. What is the matter with me? I'll, I'll never be successful. And then you write them down. And you write them down and you start to look at them. And then you start to think and talk about the insights and reactions you have to exposing these mean thoughts. Do they remind you of anyone, anyone from your past? Because you'll come to find that you picked them up externally. You did not pick them up internally. You picked these up externally from other people. And these words are tied to other people. 
And it doesn't mean that they said these things to us. They may have inferred these things or they may have acted in such a way that we were fat or ugly or stupid or whatever. You know, people often struggle with another part of this process, which is standing up to the long-held beliefs and insecurities. But the way you do that is you start to focus on how you would correct someone else, not yourself, but how you would tell them, no, you're not stupid. No, of course you're not. You're, you're a wonderful person and you've learned a lot. Look, you've got, you know, a master's or a bachelor's or a, a doctorate or whatever. I mean, my God, how did you accomplish that? That takes intelligence. Um, so, you know, you want to look compassionately at yourself as if you're talking to another person and try to, to soothe them. Also, um, we want to look and see how the connection between the voice attacks are influencing our present day behaviors. How do we affect us at work? How do they affect our partner as a parent? In your personal ambitions, do they overwhelm you? Where are you mediocre in life? And that is where your self-critic is most successful. Also, in a, in a last effort, you know, we have to see how is preventing our future from from dating somebody we want to date or a promotion or a vacation that we've never done and we want to look at that and we want to analyze it and that's uh, uh, analyzing that inner voice that self-critic and that's one way of exposing our insecurities and that's a way we can do that within ourselves and with our own means also let's look at you know insecurity at work it can affect us in countless areas of our life every person will notice their inner critic being more vocal in one area or another for example you may feel pretty confident at work but completely lost in your love life you may notice that when in, uh, one area improves the other deteriorates most of us can relate and at one time or another uh, having self-sabotaging thoughts towards ourselves about our career or our relationship or our children or our friendships Old feelings that are incompetent and that we will never acknowledge and, and appreciate will come through into our adult life. And that means patterns that we developed as children. You know, things at work uh, that can affect us is self-dialogues like, you don't know what you're doing. Why do they expect you to do everything yourself? Who do you think you are? You'll never be successful. You're under too much pressure. Uh, you can't take it. You can never get everything done. You're so lazy. You should just put this off until tomorrow. No one appreciates you. You better be perfect or you get fired. No one likes you. Uh, you know, put your career first. Don't, don't take time for yourself. When are you ever going to get a real job? No one will hire you. These are, these are things that we tell ourselves. Th these are our inner critic. This is how we self-destruct. Eric Fromm, which was a German uh, psychoanalyst, said the task we must set for ourselves is not to feel secure, but to be able to tolerate insecurity. And that is learning to cope with it. Because all of us, everybody in this world has areas in their life where insecurity comes forward. You know, uh, almost everybody I've known has admitted to periods of, sh of sheer insecurity. They look at themselves from the perspective of someone else, perhaps a person with no appreciation of their talents, uh, personality traits, abilities, judge themselves unfairly according to that perverted view. And, you know, and they can, that can really be a bad thing. 
But if we want to overcome insecurity, we want to consider ourselves and insecurity a beautiful thing, a vulnerability of our spirit. And it's essentially humility, which is a divine quality. In fact, since pride is considered to be the origin of sin, well, at least from St. Augustine's perspective, then humility would be the greatest spiritual virtue. With insecurity, we admit that it's not all about us and that philosophy in the world of self-centeredness is quite lovely. It is good to love ourselves. It's much better to love yourselves than sustain insecurity in our lives because then we lose our spirit. We lose who, why we're here. We, we don't take chances. We don't experience life through our soul. We're souls living a human life. Our soul doesn't get to journey because we're afraid to let it out. Also, you know, some other things to overcome insecurity is uh, create a file. Uh, like a warm and fuzzy folder about your successes and go back to that file and those memories over and over again to reinforce how great you are. If people have written you letters to tell you how great you are, put them in a warm and fuzzy file for yourself because then you start getting an external view that is more realistic of you. Also, you know, you have to learn to avoid people who you are insecure around. And I know this uh, sounds like common sense, but it does not require a lot of homework. Sometimes you have to rearrange your schedule, find a new route to work, take a lunch at a different time, compile a ton of excuses to have on hand. I'm sorry, you know, I can't go with you guys, or the truth is that your cliquish group does not make me happy. Uh, You know, these are some things you could say to people, and you do not, and you're not required to, to be around people that make you feel bad. Also, surround yourself with supportive people. You know, that is people that have soothing, trustful voices. People who look at you in a positive way. Because you're trying to reinforce the positive in yourself. And also, you have to, and by the way, therapy is a very good way. It's not blowing smoke up your ass, you know, to go to therapy to get a positive view of yourself. It's going to therapy to get a realistic view of yourself because you may have such a warped perspective that maybe therapy is the only place where you're going to get something outside of yourself that is truly objective. And, and you have to know it, it's invisible, You figured everyone can see that you're insecure. Well, no, not everyone can see you're insecure. And you have the possibility and the ability to change. Also, we have to look at relationships. In relationships, insecurity just blows our relationships to pieces. Whether you're single, whether you're dating in a serious long-term relationship, whether you're married, there are many critical ways are inner voice can creep out in our romantic lives. Relationships in particular can stir up past hurts and experiences. They can awaken insecurities we've long buried and bring up emotions we don't expect. And so let's, you know, you have to be realistic about this. Moreover, many of us harbor unconscious fears of intimacy. So we're going to look at relationships and then we're going to look at men's insecurities and women's insecurities. Come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. 
You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, now we're talking about the insecurities in our lives and how to parent that insecurities and calm it down. Uh, It's not going to go away. Insecurities are pervasive in our existence because the world was not created for us. As a matter of fact, the universe was not created for us. We are a part of it and we are vulnerable. And accepting that is something very hard for a lot of people. But the fact is, if you go with the rhythm of life, then you start to learn that you are, you are created to take chances, that you have a soul and you have personal desires and you have personal talents that were designed for you and your journey in life is to find those passions and exercise them. And most of those passions play a big role in other people's lives. And if you never discover what you're good at or what you're passionate about, you're going to have a real hard time living life. And a lot of people who live in insecurities never fully realize themselves or their talent. They're always looking at themselves from the outside in. And and uh, I've always talked about this in uh, at least two or three shows, and, and I'll say it again. Dr. Daniel Amen said it very, very well. He he calls it the 1840-60 rule, and that is from 18 to 40, we basically live our lives, uh, you know, trying to prove what a great adult we are. Uh, you know, the white picket fence, we go on vacations, we have our children, we have our spouse, we have our home, look at us, we go on vacations, we have a great life, we got money in the bank, blah, 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 look at my job, look at my car. And then all of a sudden around 40, we start to look and all these things we've accumulated in our life. And the, re- the real deal is, is that nobody really gives a crap. You know, people 
really think about us maybe two to three minutes a day. Even your partner may think about you two to three minutes a day unless you're standing there in front of them. And even then, they may not be thinking about you at all. Uh, the bottom line is, is between 40 to 60, we start to recognize that we have the freedom to become ourselves because nobody really gives a crap. By 60, the fact is nobody thinks about us whatsoever. And so that's why many people revert to childhood as they get older. All right, that's bottom line on that one. So let's go back to this uh, this uh, relationships and insecurity. Fears of intimacy, that is huge in, in a relationship. Being close to someone else can shake us up and bring on emotions that, that surface and, and they can do serious damage to our interpersonal relationships. They cause us to feel desperate uh, toward our partner and get clingy or pull away when things start to get serious. It can exaggerate feelings of jealousy or possessiveness or leave us feeling rejected and unworthy. Uh, common Things that we say to ourselves in relationships when we're insecure is uh, things like you're never going to find another person who understands you. You don't get hooked. Don't get too hooked on her. He doesn't really care about you. She's too good for you. You've got to keep him interested. You better. Uh, you're better off on your own. As soon as she gets to know you, she'll reject you. You've got to be in control. It's your fault. He gets upset. Don't be too vulnerable. You'll just wind up getting hurt. These are things we say to ourselves in relationships. Insecurity spoils relationships. Insecurity drives people to become too clingy or needy, and this creates problems. Feeling insecure in a relationship is is natural up to a point, at least until the relationship settles. So let's look at this in a more depth. Relationships, an insecurity issue. When we enter an intimate relationship, we can feel very emotionally vulnerable, especially if we have felt let down or hurt in previous relationships. Will they reject me? Have I done something to upset them? This is ju- just too good to last. These are typical thoughts and feelings that, that we uh, uh, basically think as an insecure partner. Being insecure is a whole lot of hard work. It is looking for signs of things that are going to go wrong. It is the most depressing thing in the world. We have to be faith-based. We have to look forward, look at the good in our partners, look at the possibilities and be excited about that because if we start these self-fulfilling prophecies, they are going to happen. You know, we start reading into our partners when we're insecure. Do they look fed up? Why did they say that? Who's the other person they've mentioned? Uh, Should I feel threatened? Uh, Who's this new person in their life? Why did they pause after I suggested uh, to meet? They read into everything. Insecure people read into everything because they have ultimate self-fulfilling prophecies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's... what can you do to, to improve this? Well, you, you, what you have to do, number one, if you want to sustain your relationship, is get some counseling. Because the truth is, you've got to wash those insecurities out somewhere outside of the relationship if you want the relationship to work. If you're going to wash your insecurities through your partner, that's not your partner getting to know you. That's your partner only getting to know a very small part of you, which is your insecure self. So how do men... How do, we, how do we find out if we have insecure partners? Now, what, you know, insecurities in men is everywhere. You know, uh, here's some insecurity uh, clues about a man that is insecure and lives insecurely. Uh, he has no outside friends or interests. 
Uh, he never mentions friends. He doesn't hang out with anyone but you. Outside of work, he has no interest, no hobbies. He doesn't go to the gym, play any sports, take any classes, volunteer, go to church. When he isn't with you, he's sitting at home thinking about you. Or maybe he did have friends and hobbies at one time, but he gave them up in order to spend every minute with you. Yes. Okay, here's another clue. He thinks you still have feelings for your ex. Yeah, he'd be convinced that you aren't over your ex, even if you've been divorced and broken up for years. Um, they, they, um, only feelings you have may be uh, disappointment, pity, loathing, disgust. You know, these things may be the fact that you have for, for that ex-partner. But since you're showing some feelings, this insecure man will harp on this and believe that you still have love for this other person. Oh, here's another indicator. He tells you that he loves you right away. You know, uh, they're very early in a relationship. He professes his undying love for you. Part of you feels like, uh, you know, y- y- you should fly Uh, And part of you feels like you should run towards him. You know, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. But the same part of you feels like he loves me. Wait, wait, wait. This is our second date. This is crazy talk. And you've got to listen to that. That is crazy talk. And uh, here's another one. You know, he tells you that, that you're his everything. Well, if you're his everything... He's got every reason to be insecure because he doesn't have a life. And that should be a very strong indicator that you're with the wrong guy. Also, he needs constant validation, constant. He's frequently asking you questions like, do you love me? He fishes for compliments. Then when you assure him that you do and you find him attractive, he doesn't believe you. Everyone likes to hear that they're loved, pretty, talented, attractive, intelligent, desired, but his needs go beyond those of the rest of us. He generally suffers from low self-esteem, which incidentally is the driving force behind his insecure behaviors. Also, a jealousy of your friends. You know, a man who's jealous of your friends and doesn't want you to spend time with your friends is really a strong indicator that you're with a very insecure partner who needs some counseling really bad. And maybe it's not the time for you to be their partner. Also, uh, threatening to break up with you. Uh, He plays a a sort of game wherein he's threatened to leave or break up with you. He says things like, I don't feel wanted. I don't think you really love me. He doesn't really want to end the relationship. He's hoping you'll beg him to stay. And if you do, it validates his fragile ego and tempts him to continue to do this game in the future. Um, Another indicator is he's talking about his exes and how they cheated on him. Well, he's trying to tell you, you better not hurt me. Don't hurt me. You're going to cheat on me, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're hearing that, you're hearing a guy that is deeply insecure and he'll be harping on the same crap and reading into everything that you do, looking for you to cheat on him. No matter how much you try to prove yourself, he will never believe you. The dude needs counseling. Also stalks you on Facebook or social media. You know, these people who, who after they break up or after they don't spend time with their partner or if they're at work and they want to find out what their partner is doing, they stalk, they stalk their partner on Facebook or social media. That's a scary, insecure partner. You need to run for the border. Also, he smothers you with attention and gifts. You know, if he's constantly giving gifts, constantly giving you attention, he's basically saying, I don't know why you're with me. I'm really a very insecure guy. And that doesn't mean a guy should not give a a woman 
womanly things. What it does mean is when he's doing it on a continuous basis, he's basically trying to insert himself into your life even when you're busy doing things for yourself. And that's an insecure partner. And also if he's in, uh, uh, upset that you can't be with him every day. You know, that's, that's an indicator. This is a real needy guy. And you got to be real careful around that. And you've got to set boundaries because you have a right to your individual life when you're in a relationship. Also, if he's oversensitive to criticism, that's a big thing. That means you're never going to have a good argument. You're never going to be able to uh, uh, basically sit down and look at each other in the eye. He's always going to be defending. And so these are real good indicators that a man has insecurities, especially in a relationship. Now... um, the most common things that men are insecure about is their body. Uh, you know, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it sounds like a woman's thing, but it's true. You know, uh, women's self-esteem and self-health is very much centered around their body, but also men and how uh, women perceive their body and have perceived their body is extremely important to them. And so... Um, you know, the deal is, is that men uh, realize, t- contrary to being told that, that they are not a visual uh, object, are a visual object just by watching television and just by watching the people that are most popular in this world. We tend to find that, hey, these people have better bodies than we do. They seem to have more going for them. And the truth is, the more attractive you are, the more attention you get. That's just the truth. And men know that. And so they have a deep insecurity about their body. You know, and and um, also uh, the way to get over that, and by the way, is healthy eating, exercise, lowering your carbohydrates, get off the beer, get off the alcohol, eat leafy vegetables, green uh, sugars, lower those, and try to get into a healthier lifestyle with your partner, actually. It helps both of you feel better about yourselves. Also, finances. For a man, finances are huge. If a man hasn't got three months' worth of income in the bank, uh, he feels extremely insecure. A person that has money in the bank feels a lot more secure, is a lot more clear-headed, has a lot less anxiety because they're proving that they are survivors in this life. Men don't feel like men if they don't have money in the bank. And so uh, finances can drive a man to deep insecurity because it's a childhood problem. So the deal is, is, is start looking around and figure out how to put money in the tank. And by doing that, you have to have a plan and you got to stick to it and you got to have discipline and you got to have boundaries. Also, hair. For men, you know, men lose their hair. Women lose their hair too. But men losing their hair means they're going to change how they look. And it's so sad because as we lose our hair, we also feel like we lose our attractiveness and our importance. And so men have a big deal over their hair and so some men just give up and go to bald so then they look like a man man or some men live with the the flapping the hair over uh, to try to cover up what they're losing but the deal is accept it accept the fact or do something about it you know you can get hair transplants these days if that's what's driving your insecurities get over it and stop pushing it on everybody else 
Also, uh, sexual ability is huge for men. If they don't feel like they have sexual prowess, then they become very insecure. And they expect a woman to assure them that they are uh, very attractive and that they have sexual prowess and they give you orgasms and all these kind of things. So men want to know that they please you. If they don't feel that they please you, they become insecure and they may start searching for somebody that does make them feel like they please them. And yes, the number one big insecurity for all men is the size and the shape of their penis, of course. And so, uh, circumcised or all natural, you know, curved or straight or sideways, whatever the penis is, it's how does that penis measure up. Uh, Penis size is popularly associated with uh, uh, virility and sexual desirability. And uh, a man with a small penis is not just as manly as someone with a 10-inch monster. So if you're not, you know, lasting long or hard as steel or ramrod straight or aiming straight at the ceiling, you're just an evolutionary dead end doomed to a lifetime of pointing and, and, and derisive laughter from the hordes of women you will never, ever be able to satisfy. All right, that is not a good dialogue to have with yourself. How do you want to get over it? Well, start out by introducing, introducing yourself to your penis. Accept it. Accept it and know that every penis has a good part of it. There is a good, attractive part of it. You have to look at your cock as, as size, as a, uh, a whim or a fashion or a cultural thing, and that you got to learn what to do with the thing. That's the most important thing, what to do with it and how to do with it. You know, you don't want to, to sit there and, and criticize your penis. You want to try to figure out what is good about it. And, and match it up and figure out what your partner likes about it. And I know this is embarrassing, but these are things that you want to talk about with your partner because you want to feel good about yourself. And, and so, you know, a lot of people rate their, uh, their manhood on their penis, and that's just not a good thing. We're, we're not all flesh. We are a lot of our existence, if not most of all of our existence, is in our head. Okay. Now, women insecurities. We're going to go into that part, too. So every time... Uh, negative thoughts like this creep into your mind. Remember, you are a flawless human being who deserves only positive emotions about herself at all times. I hate my butt, my thighs. Guess what? You are the only one who ever noticed anything so negative about one tiny part of your body. How many people look at another woman's upper arms and think, ew, she should be embarrassed? No one. That's who. I just need to lose eight pounds. Diet starts tomorrow. Well, you know, you <laughs> diets are one way to train your yo-yoing back and forth to whatever weight you are now. So, you know, find a lifestyle that feels sustainable for you. Not try to do this vanity weight thing. Go for something that is consistent, that can fit in your life, that you will not negotiate out of your life, that you won't push it away. Because a lot of people are inconsistent and only do what they feel like doing. And so, you, you know, if you're going to break a weight habit, you have got to start functioning, doing exercises every day and stop analyzing whether I want to go to the gym. Do you just go? You stop negotiating and you start doing. You know, I look fat in everything I wear. I feel so fat. You know, uh, <laughs> my arm looks like a sausage, you know, uh, 
pinch in my stomach. Feel it, it feels my stomach feels disgusting. My cellulite looks so gross. These are things women tell themselves. If I, if I just stop eating every carb, I can finally look like you know Giselle or something. You know, I eat a whole piece of cake and now I can't eat anything but lettuce for the rest of the day. You know, a lot of women just focus on weight, 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 weight. You know, if only I were my high school, college, wedding, whatever moment, weight. Yeah, you know, if I were on a beach in Jamaica drinking a wine spritzer instead of sitting in my mom's living room writing, you know, writing something down, I, I, your life would be great either way. Sitting in your mom's living room or living on the beach. Or sitting on the beach. Okay, we're going to go deeply into insecurities of women, as we have men. And then we're going to look at how to overcome them. Right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for the Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email... It'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about women's insecurities, and I'm going to go through, uh, you know, what women often are insecure about. And then we're going to talk about how to find out if, if a woman is insecure, especially if you're dating. Um, you know, looking at studies, women's appearance in one way or another, as a matter of fact, it is difficult to even track down any other type of insecurity. Appearance is the number one. The only other type of insecurity which easily rears its head in the type of involving insecurities of a woman is worries about what the man thinks of her. 
Um, those are the two primary insecurities. So physical appearance and stability in a relationship with the man. There's other insecurities that pop up, um, you know, insecurity about money and careers. Uh, also, sometimes a woman's intellectual ability or creative life, but that's very rare. So sexuality is number one, by far the most commonly uh, noted insecurity that women have. Women apparently want to be sexually desirable and are constantly measuring their own sexual desirability against that of other women. Also age. Women also are very insecure about their age. They want to look young. They're jealous of other women and are constantly trying to fi- uh, find the right foods and products which will fight the aging, projects, uh, aging process. And an in- interesting observation would be uh, to do like a web search on anti-aging and looking at all the sites of the gleaming anti-aging miracles that there are out there. And that tells you how insecure women are about aging. Also weight. You know, the next, this is a very common problem, as we talked about earlier. Women always want to be skinnier. No matter how gorgeous they are, they always believe they are overweight. They are constantly looking for the newest fad diet of, 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 you know, like watermelon or protein or low starch or nothing but raisins, uh, you know, whatever. Also, hair color. Women are apparently also insecure about their hair color, perhaps All they want to do is be blondes. Blondes do, after all, have more fun. Blondes are more desirable to men, right? No. Additionally, blonde hair usually means that you're dumb. Looking dumb means looking sexier. Perhaps it is instinctual for men to want women to have light hair. In in the animal kingdom, the male always prefers the lighter hair female because it's a sign of health and natural selection. That's from an evolutionary psychology perspective. But the truth is, women of all hair colors are attractive to men. It is ridiculous to think that it's only that. Also, breast size. Breast size, you know, women want to have bigger breasts. Women apparently see celebrities with large breasts and want to have large breasts too. You know, women become insecure when they're boyfriends make jokes about them being flat as a board you know all apparently apparently all men are attracted to large breasts and I think that is uh, not true men are attracted to all different shapes of women and that is the truth have you know also height having an ideal height is apparently a problem for women most women seem to want to be taller and complain of only being a five foot five one whatever and not tall enough you know once again, women are insecure about height, but that is not necessarily what attracts a man to a woman is height. Also, eye color. Eye color. Apparently, they get insecure about eye color. They want blue eyes and, and they want blonde hair, no matter if they have black hair and green eyes or gray eyes or, or hazel eyes or brown eyes or whatever. That apparently for a woman is something that they look at as part of their attractiveness. Um, other insecurities is uh, he will not call me back. He just wanted to sleep with me. He's dating other women. He's not attracted to me anymore. And then, uh, of course, we mentioned earlier money. You know, a, f- a few women are apparently insecure about how much money they make. Obviously, like anyone else, they believe that making more money means they are a better person. And I can tell you, I've known many people who have millions of dollars, and that's not the case. Also, career. You know, a uh, few women 
are apparently concerned about their jobs, either that they simply don't have a job. And when I say a few women, that's a, women that were studied from the references that I'm looking at as far as the results that were found about what m- women are insecure about. So, you know, uh, they, they would have a better, more commonly respected job. They have a, a good career, but are insecure about their status in a company. And once again, I mentioned creative life. You know, the uh, quality of work as an artist, photographer, filmmaker, whatever, and their intellectual life. You know, women certainly are insecure about their level of understanding of uh, esoteric uh, information, intellectual matters such as math, physics, philosophy, economics, uh, social theory. These are things that, that some women find to be very insecure part of their life, their intellect. Okay, now, how to, to know an insecure woman? Well... Jealousy is number one. It, it, it's, it's flattering when a woman is jealous, but it's also, and it, it, it's proof that she cares about you. But a little is fine and perfectly normal, but you should be able to tell when she's moving into to the uh, crazy territory of jealousy. Uh, another thing is that she thinks that every other woman is out to steal you away from her. And, you know, this is, this is also very flattering, but don't believe the hype. It's not that special. You know, you've got to, to calm a woman's insecurity if you're going to be in a relationship with her. If, but these are indicators if they're overboard, you probably should run for the border. Uh, also, another sign is that she inserts herself into every conversation you have with a woman. Or she accuses you of ogling every attractive woman you see. Or she, she needs to know your, your exact whereabouts at all times. You know, God help you if, you, if you're not where you should be, and, and then you come home to whatever, the, the big argument about where were you like you were a little child. Also, looking through your phone, that is a very strong sign of insecurity, or going through your uh, internet search history, that's another sign of insecurity. Oh, shit, you know, there's porn there. Oh, my God, there's a dating site. Oh, my God, you're screwed. You know, I'm sorry, but, you know, people come from all different places in life. And as you're dating, uh, you're not married. And so the rules are not very clear. And so going, you know, going through that search history, they're looking for addictions or whatever you want to call it. Is, and, you know, the other thing is people do change. It's not like they live in the same world all their life. Um, you know, single people are lonesome. And, yes, they, they migrate to pornography, of course. Uh, she's constantly seeking validation. Do you love me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do you think I'm smart, right? You know, like you're going to answer no to any of these questions. You know, soliciting comments that have no real value, but she feeds on them, tells you that she's very, very insecure. Also, uh, guilt trips. If you're doing something without her, she'll probably let you, but you're not going to, you're going to hear about it if she lets you for a very, very long time. Uh, another sign that a woman is insecure is she compliments herself. She reminds you of how lucky you are to have her. Or she runs you down. Like um, she doesn't feel good about herself, so she's trying to make you feel the same way. Uh, also driving wedges between your friends and your family. She wants to be the only person in your life, so she methodically attempts to alienate you from everyone you care about in your life. That is a very insecure partner. Also uh, insecure female is she's bossy and domineering. Uh, also, if she's clingy, all she wants, she wants to basically have all of your time and not 
you have any independence. She wants to have you all to herself. Um, she abandons uh, her friends for you. That is another sign that she is a very insecure woman, that all of a sudden she had all these great friends, and now they're gone. They're just gone. That's an insecure woman. Also, taking on all of your interests as a man. She takes on your interests. That means she has no life. That means she's looking for a life in you, and that's a lot of pressure to be on you as a man. Or she freaks out that, you know, if you don't answer a text. That's another strong indicator that she's a very insecure woman. Or she pops in all of a sudden where she doesn't normally show up. That's insecurity. She can't take criticism or, or people always let her down. She, so she's always saying, people let me down all the time. I can't trust, whatever. Well, that puts a lot of burden on you as a partner to try to fill a hole that she can only fill. And, uh, you know, when shit hits the fan, it goes everywhere. So you, you, you've crossed some line with her and inadvertently. And even if it's a no big deal in your opinion, you're in for it. Overreactions are the hallmark of an insecure person. They start calling all your friends, calling your parents, telling everybody about what you've done. That is a very insecure female. Also, uh, she belittles anyone else's achievements. Um, you know, talking about how someone's cheated or they're meaningless or they don't deserve it or they don't really care about it. So they're always belittling other people, especially other females. Also, uh, um, Taking joy in misfortunes of other people. Women that are insecure often do that. They, 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 they uh, read into everything is another indicator that a woman is highly insecure or uh, one-upping you or reminding you of your mistakes or being materialistic or always having the last word. And that is a very strong indicator of, of a woman that is insecure. So here's some tips. You know, walk away rather than risk the pain of feeling abandoned can seem the easiest thing to do. But we all need the comforts and support that intimacy can bring us. So what can we do when insecurity is blighting our relationship? Stop confusing imagination with reality. Making up stuff when believing it is surefire way for self-torment. The insecure thing in your brain, normal mechanism, needs to get a break. You need to have more than one perspective on, you know, your insecurities. You need to actually know what your insecurities are in life and you need to seriously tackle them. And once again, counseling is a great way to bring that forward and reveal what you are uh, uh, um, insecure about. You know, there's ebbs and flows and mood changes and, and, and moments of intimacy and closeness and comfortable spaces in, in, in all relationships. And, and I'm ta- not talking about sexual relationships. I'm talking about friends, children, work, family. All of these things ebb and flow. And so we have to know that that's part of a relationship. And we, we have to uh, look at, am I making this stuff up? And uh, am I making this up in my head? Am I being too uh, distinguished between what I'm imagining and what is actually happening? You know, we certainly have to help ourselves in that way. We also want to avoid the certainty trap. You know, people get very concrete about their insecurities. And if they believe like their partner's having an affair or whatever, they, they basically root themselves into that insecurity and try to make a case for it and believe themselves and they blow smoke straight up their own ass and basically by doing that they destroy a relationship and so you really want to come to grips with what your self-assurance is and relax and try to have faith 
and communicate your concerns. And, and this is the way you communicate concerns that you have. You know, if we're not happy with how our partner or how someone is behaving in our life, we don't want to say, I expect you to do this. I expect you to do that. What you want to do is tell them what you would prefer. You know, I'd prefer that you held me at this time. I'd prefer you gave me a kiss when you got home. I'd prefer you talk to me. By putting your preferences forward, you're always communicating your needs, but you're doing it in a non-controlling, non-insecure way. You know, another thing that people do is mind read, and that is huge. You know, if your partner is, uh, if you want to create a lot of anxiety in your life, then mind read. And, and if, if you're with a partner that mind reads and they act like they know everything, that's not a good thing. And we have to get away from that. Mind reading is something that is so destructive in life, and it all comes from insecurity. So, uh, we want to have fun in life, guys. Uh, we want to look for signs of where we are insecure and take them on directly and don't project them on other people. And so that's our show. You know, uh, our next show, by the way, is going to be about body, body image. I call it body image, the sagging truth. And I, I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd, I'd love to hear from you, get your feedback. Uh, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. All right. Remember. That tingly feeling you get when you are hot for someone is common sense leaving your body. (laughs) Here's how to have a beach body. Have a body and go to the beach. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you listen to our show next week on Body Image. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.